Welcome to the Empowered Life. I'm your friend, Ern Inyon. This podcast aims to inspire you to create the life that you want to live. If you are not yet a subscriber, be sure to subscribe and get notified when a new episode is posted. Now let's go on with the show. Hi everyone, I'm here at Tagaytay, south of Manila. It is a place famous for its vantage view of Taal Volcano, the smallest active volcano in the world. Last night, my family and I were watching the Bible, a TV series. One episode was about Moses and there was the scene when Moses killed an Egyptian who was whipping a Hebrew slave to death. Afterwards, Moses was driven away from Egypt into the desert by Pharaoh's son, Ramesses. You know, this made me think, you know, thousands of years ago, there was already slavery. We subscribe to the concept of monarchies, that there should be pharaohs, kings, masters, and then there should be slaves and commoners. In short, in a society, there should be hierarchy. The lives of pharaohs, kings, and masters were written down so that their stories get to be told to future generations while the stories of the rest of the commoners were forgotten. You know, thankfully, we don't have slavery here in the Philippines, but the concept is still present, as many people like to see themselves as victims. The victim mentality has puzzled me for many years. I always ask why kids who used to be bubbly, energetic, and full of life became depressed teenagers and responsible adults. And this is happening everywhere. What process are we going through? Or a system do we have in place that we are getting this type of results? Because if we can figure out what this process or system is, we can change it and thereby changing the outcome. Fortunately, my friend, there is such a system. It is called the Victim Drama Triangle. I got this from the book Game Free Life by Dr. Stephen Karpman. It is magnificently written and I highly recommend everyone should read this book. In the victim drama triangle, there are three players, the rescuer, the prosecutor, and the victim. Now let's talk about the rescuer. The rescuer is a person, it can be an event, or a supernatural being who rescues the victim from their problems. Now let me share you my story. Many years ago, I was when I was financially stupid, I had my first credit card. So I felt empowered, being able to buy things even when you don't have cash. So I frequently went to the mall, bought my favorite shoes, books, and shirt. And upon payment, I just held out my credit card and then they swiped it. Then it was good. Magic! Every month when I received my credit card billing, I saw my purchases and there was a line there that says minimum amount due. So I thought that's all I need to pay for now. So I did. Many months later, the interest piled up as well as the total amount due. So it came to a point that I can no longer use my credit card because it was maxed out and I needed to pay the total amount immediately. My monthly salary um, 
I was receiving at that time wasn't enough to pay the total amount. So I was so stressed, I didn't know what to do. So so I went to my brother Rommel, I talked to him to if he can rescue me from my problem. So he asked me how much I how much and I told him the total amount. Then you know what he said? He said, "No problem, Ern." He gave me the amount, he gave me the money and then I paid the credit card. Just like that, problem solved. That's how generous my brother was. Unfortunately, it didn't really solve the root of the problem, which was my financial ignorance. After a few years, my credit card problem came back, even with a larger amount too. But this time, I did not ask for help anymore. Instead, I worked harder, changed my habit, changed my attitude and men- and men- and my mentality about money. After a couple of years, I was able to pay, to pay all of it. My brother acted as a rescuer. There are problems that need rescuing and there are problems that you should not. A drowning person needs rescuing. A person whose house is burning needs rescuing. A five-year-old child constantly beaten by, uh, beaten up by by her, by by a drug addict parent, needs res- res- rescuing. A person who is buried in debt doesn't need rescuing. A person who is having marital problems doesn't need rescuing. A person in deep depression doesn't need rescuing. I know it sounds heartless, but it is not. The difference is real rescue means the victim is incapacitated. A drowning person is incapable of lifting himself up to get oxygen. A person whose house is on fire is incapable of putting out the fire. A five-year-old child constantly beaten up by his parent is incapable of defending himself. While a person buried in debt doesn't need rescue. What he needs is guidance and act on his problems. My brother rescued me from my financial problem, but I did not learn from it. The only time I really learned from it was when I acted on it and my mentors guided me. In The Skilled Helper by Gerard Egan, the basic of helping is that the the person in need should have the desire to help himself and act on his problem. If you just help and eliminate the problem for other people, you are not actually helping. You're making the problem worse. I had a relative who was buried with credit card debt also and her father paid for it. Same thing. It didn't solve the problem. After a few years, her debt was even bigger. Problem was, her father had no more money. Let's talk about the prosecutor. The prosecutor is a person, an event, or a supernatural being that is viewed as a villain. He makes the life of the victim hard and miserable. The key word here is viewed, as viewed by the victim. The prosecutor can be your spouse, your kid, your boss, uh, the devil, the 
our government, your neighbor, or your dog. We blame anyone that we believe who gets in our way. It is very subjective. A boss who gives you lots of work to the point that you work even on weekends can be viewed as a prosecutor, where in fact, what he really wanted for you is to sharpen your skills and be ready for bigger responsibilities so that he can promote you. Hurt people hurt people. When you view yourself as a victim, many times you believe you have the permission to hurt or to make other people feel the same way you feel. You justify your action. Remember, misery loves company. This is the root of crab mentality also. People pulling down people, preventing them to be successful. Why people do it? Because they don't want to be alone with their misery. So let's talk about the victim. When you see yourself as a victim, you actually put yourself at the center of the universe. You require people to attend to your needs, and the attention should be immediate. For you, there is no bigger problem than yours. Your reason may may be valid. You know, you were molested as a child, you were born poor, your parents did not love you, your boyfriend dumped you, and so on. But still, you are the only one who can get yourself out from that pit. This is one of the many ironies of life. You know, we see... We see these pharaohs, kings, and masters on a pedestal. But in reality, when you see yourself as a victim, you are actually letting everyone know that all attention should be in you. What makes the victim drama triangle a pervasive disease that creeps into every nook and cranny of our society is that each role builds up the other. Let me explain. For example, is it right to give to beggars, especially to sweet children, who knocks on your window of your car? The answer is no. I urge you not to give to beggars. Again, (laughs) this sounds heartless, but let me explain. When you give to beggars, you are keeping them on the street. You validate what they are doing, which is begging. You are assuming the role of a rescuer. What do, we, what do we really want for beggars? Well, for me, for them to stop begging, isn't it? To keep them out of the streets because the streets are not safe. So what's the best thing to do? The best thing to do is to support those organizations government programs that give livelihood to street children, foundations that for the elderly, and so on. Give your money to these organizations. This is the only way to stop beggars from begging and for them to keep them out of the streets. Contain yourself from assuming the role of a rescuer. I know it feels good and you think you're giving glory to God, but that is not the way to alleviate poverty. You're just making the problem more pervasive. As long as there are rescuers, there will be victims. As long as there are victims, there will be prosecutors. As long as there are people assuming these roles, it is a never-ending cycle of poverty, discrimination, and greed.
There are many young people now whose goals, whose goal is to marry a rich kid. That's a victim mentality there. Why? You'd rather not work and rely on your spouse? Have a sense of dignity. Many people think that the reason our country is poor because we have a lousy government. Therefore, our government ended up to be the bad guy. Let me tell you my story or let, uh, let me tell you my experience during pandemic. You know, when the lockdown started in March 2020, our business was in danger of closing down. We had to seek for help to survive. Fortunately, one of my business mentors, Dean Pax Lapid, told me to contact DTI or the Department of Trade and Industry and ask for their programs for businesses. So I connected with them. I can tell you they had so many programs from educating entrepreneurs to quick business loans with low interest rates. To cut the long story short, we got help from DTI. But this is the surprise. Only few businesses availed of the programs. Probably the information is not disseminated properly or some people aren't just seeking and just simply jump into conclusion. So the next time you hear people or government is not doing anything, that is not true. Get your facts straight. Another point I want to make is that the roles are interchangeable. Sometimes in your attempt to be the rescuer, you ended up as a prosecutor. You know, many years ago, my sister-in-law, Michelle, was planning to open an events organizing business with a couple of her friends. Well, me being the planner, I started to ask questions. So what is your mission? Who is your target market? Uh, what would be your core values and so on? I think I overwhelmed her so much that the tears started to um, roll from her cheeks. I probably made her feel inadequate. I felt bad afterwards because that wasn't obviously my intention. My intention was to help her think that will lead to her business becoming successful. You know, this example that I'm about to share uh, happens a lot in families. There are times our son asks for a toy. You know, one time he, he likes to have a Godzilla toy. So we went to the toy store to look for it. When my wife found it, it was huge and, and, and expensive and not in our budget. So my wife just told our son that we can afford it, but we'd rather buy it for your birthday. Then we can see that Ethan started to feel bad and he looked at me as if waiting for my um, to, 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 to help him out. To convince uh, his mom uh, otherwise then I said well just like what your mother told you my friend if this scenario happens to you or a similar one never ever make your spouse look bad in front of your kids some fathers would like to play hero and buy the toy outright if I did that, I would have made my wife the prosecutor, my my, myself the rescuer, my son the victim, and we would start the vicious cycle. Be consistent with your spouse, even if you disagree with her. Never in front of your kids. 
Never, never tell stories about your spouse that will make them lose their respect. Some wives are battered and neglected. It is so easy to, to start feeling like a victim. Telling your kids how bad their fathers are will not solve the problem. It will only make matters worse. When people see themselves as victims, they will look for rescuers and prosecutors. The victim drama triangle is a poison that is continuously creeping in every society and destroying families. My friend, do not let this destroy your family. Please have a look at this triangle. Study it or simply email me. Fortunately, there is a way out to this and I will share that to you in the coming episodes. To end this episode, look at yourself in a mirror and ask, do I see myself as a victim? Am I looking for somebody to rescue me? Have I intentionally hurt people? Ask yourself these hard questions and see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please rate and review this podcast and share it to your friends. Until next time, blessings always.